Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 63 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about Hess Toy Trucks. Hess Toy Trucks. You know, I've seen a lot of those. I've been picking for about 40 years, and, and, and I see them regularly. But I, as a child, I missed out on that as a toy to play with or to collect or whatever, because they didn't come out till 1964. And in 1964, I was already a teenager, and... That, you know, kids' toys were beneath me. I was collecting records and stuff. Yes. Yes. I, I, it's amazing because I think they're mostly collected by adult men, to be honest with you. That's right. Well, you know, if they came out in 1964, that goes way back to the tail end of the baby boomer generation. So, you know, as boomers came of age, they'd buy those for their kids and and that sort of thing. So there's been a good two generations of collectors and buyers for these. And and it's not something you see on store shelves. It's not a year-round product. These things only come out during the Christmas holidays. It's a limited production of each truck. It, It takes them years Three years, I think, is is what I read, to design and produce a truck. So they have to be working three years ahead on these things. Uh, and they've come out with some really cool things over the years. Yeah, and they're they're fun because they light up. They they're just um, cool. They have make sounds. Some of them have sounds. And the thing that I learned when I had a gentleman bring me his humongous collection to list for him on eBay was the damage inside from the batteries being stored in the boxes. Right. So that's something to keep in mind if you spot a Hess truck at, you know, the flea market, a garage sale, and is it's important to open it up and take a look at the compartment where the batteries go. In fact, batteries might be a good thing to carry in your picker's kit and a little box in your trunk or whatever. Batteries of various sizes because you're seeing more and more electronics these days. And I learned that lesson the hard way, but for more than a decade now, I make sure that if I store something, the batteries are taken out because otherwise they'll, the battery acid will corrode the, the, um, the guts. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and it's, I didn't even think of that until I actually, you know, started one up and and it was like, okay, it works. Let's get pictures. Let's get it listed. And then when uh, the person that bought it got it, he Mm -hmm. said, did you look inside? You know, the, the inside's all corroded, even though it worked. I honestly didn't think to open it up and look. And that's was kind of important. So I had to give him, you know, he actually managed to get a couple more bucks uh, return refund from me because of my negligence. So lesson learned, as I listed more of his trucks, I opened up each one, whether it worked or not, um, and checked those batteries. And 
Also, um, it wasn't too difficult with a toothbrush. I could get some of the corrosion off real quick and it wasn't, you know, a major job, but I was able to get um, some of them cleaned up enough that I didn't have to mention it in the description. It was not an ongoing problem. Right, right. right. So it also depends how people store them. And, you know, if the boxes, if you notice, the collectors would like to keep them in the box. So Sure. And then some of them came with a poster and some of them came with actually like a play mat that was they could put out on the floor and it was had the roads, you know, with the, the Hess gas stations and right. and they could drive their truck around on the mat. I don't think I've ever seen one of those. I've certainly never seen a poster. The little play mat rings a bell, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you what they looked like. Yeah. Yeah, I had he also had had some of those. That's how I knew. In that collection. So as I'm preparing to move, I actually found a closet in my house that had four Hess trucks in it. And I remember when I was listing these a few years back, it might have been six, seven years ago, that this gentleman had brought them to me. There was a handful of them that just weren't worth listing, and he didn't want them back. And so I just stuck them in a closet. And I ran across them the other day. And I thought, oh, these are the ones that were worthless. Let me just put them in the garage sale. And I thought, okay, stop, Dana. We know the rule, (laughs) the golden rule. You have to look everything up on on WorthPoint. And so I stopped and looked it up, and I was like, OMG. I couldn't believe that they were selling again. Right. (laughs) You know? So, you know, you just never know about the market sometimes. So who's buying these, do you think? Yeah, I think it's the I think it's the collectors that are missing that truck. Adult collectors. Adult collectors. And then there's the adult children that have the elderly parent that they want to get them for to complete their collection. <laughs> but it's all focused around collecting rather than getting the trucks and playing with them. I think so, cuz part of me what thought Oh, I could just give these to my grandson. He'd have an absolute blast, you know, playing with these. But God forbid we let children play with these trucks. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I have a friend who used to buy Barbie dolls for her daughters. I think her name started with a D and and ended in an Anna. But Yeah. uh, No, it was Ding Dong. Ding Dong. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, what about the the boxes? Did the ones you were selling on eBay have boxes for them, all of them? Yes, they actually did. Um, A lot of true collectors would keep those boxes. They would, Mm -hmm. you know, keep them nice and play with them or display them and then put them back in the box. Right. But I did notice um, the last treasure hunt we were on, I, I did notice a collection of has trucks and i'll be honest with you i blew by them because i thought yeah nobody's buying them seven years ago (laughs) that it slowed down so i didn't pay attention and also i noticed that there was water damage on some of the boxes so i remember spotting you know those water lines on on the cardboard boxes sure so but i don't think it matters if you've got a high desired truck that has 
What do they come with? Helicopters and airplanes, and they over the years they've all, everything they made was something that Hess as a company used somewhere. For example, in their refineries, because everything was flammable, they had their own fire truck. So they, one year they did a Hess fire truck. And they have, they're in the energy business, or were, they are still now in the energy business, but uh, they're no longer in retail. They don't have gas stations. But they did a tanker, an oil tanker, and just made a variety of things over the years. It's been it's been a long time. They've been making these things for what is it now? Fifty eight years. Wow. I think there was I think there was only one year that they didn't make it make a, a truck of some sort, and that was nineteen seventy nine during the gas crisis when the, there were long lines at the pump. Bad timing, <laughs> and they didn't do one that year. That's funny. I'm laughing because my father actually ran, owned a gas station. Mm -hmm. So I never had problems with long lines or. Ah, <laughs> uh, pays to be connected. <laughs> yes. For our younger uh, listeners, they, uh, I remember in the late 70s that you could only buy gas on alternate days and you couldn't top off your tank. You had to buy a minimum amount of gas, like at least 10 gallons. Wow. And if your uh, license plate ended in an even number, you could buy gas on even days. What? If it ended in, yeah, if it ended in an odd number, you could buy gas on odd days. But the lines were long. I can remember waiting in line for an hour <laughs> or more to get gas and people fighting at the pumps. We complain today about gas prices because they're going up right. rapidly, but at least we can get it. True. Yeah, I honestly don't remember that. I was a teenager, so. <clears throat> Teenagers, I remember being a teenager, just so self-absorbed. Yeah. Let the world do what they want. All I want to know is, what's that girl's phone number? <laughs> Yeah, I never. I can remember just pulling up to the pump and getting gas, and my uncle used to always be like so jealous because I could have unlimited gas supply. Right. But anyhow, what kind of station did your father own? Uh, Union seventy six. Oh yeah, I remember those. They had the orange and white logo. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he had that for a few years after he left the. I want to say left the prison, but he was a <laughs> he was a lieutenant at the prison. <laughs> That's right. Once he got out of prison. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's been seven or eight years since I've been to a house gas station. There was one up in Roanoke, Virginia, that I used to pass by and stop in and get gas regularly. But they sold out to Marathon or Speedway. Huh. One of the sold their retail division. They're still in the energy business, so they're still exploring for oil and shipping. Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to take a break, so let's pause for a minute for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Hey, eBay sellers, it pays to know what you've got and what it's worth. That's why you need WorthPoint. WorthPoint.com is the world's largest resource for pricing antiques and collectibles with millions of items, photos, and sold-for prices. With their free mobile app for iPhone and Android, you can carry the power of WorthPoint right in your pocket, wherever you go. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. 
Well, here we are. We're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about flipping Hess toy trucks. Let's pick up where we left off. As far as I know, according to the, uh, they have a, they're not selling since they don't have retail. The only place they're selling new Hess trucks is on their website. They have a company website that, that just sells Hess trucks online. That's interesting because I was wondering, actually, now you've got me curious. I wonder who they sold out to because Hess, their colors are pretty comparable to BP. Uh, the, yeah, they are. But I think they sold to one of the discount retailers, like either Speedway or Marathon. Marathon, you're right. That's interesting that they're not they're not selling gas now. They're selling trucks. I mean, toy trucks. Toys, yes. They're in, they're isn't that funny? And, you know, they started something. When I think of toy gasoline trucks, the first one that comes to my mind is Texaco. There were Texaco trucks. Oh, right. All over. Yeah. But... They, Texaco didn't start making their trucks until 1984, 20 years after Hess did. So Hess kind of started all of that. And I can see how it's it's a great collectible because there's such a wide variety. They've been making them for over 50 years. There's a lot of them out there. And one of the things that I, I noticed in looking through listings and sales and websites is that these trucks often came with accessories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had minor differences. So it, even if you find a Hess truck that seems to not have all the parts, you can still pick that up and flip it for the parts, as we've talked about often. Parts is parts. <laughs> right. When people need them. They restore them. What I'm wondering is, how do you know what's supposed to come with them? You have to read the box. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Why did I think of that? Of course, most of the ones that I've seen at sales didn't have the box. Okay. They were, who knew 50 years ago that right. anything was going to become collectible? Of course. I can remember my mother got rid of all my comic books and, and such for me, but I personally got rid of all my vinyl when CDs came out. Sure. So, yeah, I could be kicking myself. I see some prices now on these things and go, ooh, I had that one. Right. I know it. I know it. I know what you mean. So, bottom line is I'm going to pay a little bit more attention when the Hess truck crosses my path when I'm treasure hunting and do do some quick research on my mobile app. Sure. Well, there's a lot of, uh, there's still a lot of activity there. Mm-hmm. Go to sold Hess truck items on eBay in just the past 90 days. There have been 306 sold. And the top price was a 1967 Hess Red Velvet tank trailer in the original box, which is a rare one. It sold for $2,250. Wow. Uh, and the Red Velvet tank trailer, the Red Velvet has to do with box it was shipped in. There's, hmm. there's a way to flip the the lid or something in the box where it's got kind of a not real velvet it's probably flocking or something of course just use it for a display stand oh okay to put the truck on but there's lots of uh, fairly high prices there's a 1964 tank trailer for eighteen hundred and fifty dollars and a chrome truck the one with the helicopter mm-hmm. sold for a thousand dollars wow uh, collections people sell 
they accumulate these things and then sell them as a lot. The the lots bring pretty good prices. So sure. that speaks to to your practice of when you find odds and ends, toss them in a box and Sure. And, uh, will you accumulate some and sell them as a as a lot? But if you've got ones with a corroded battery compartment or mm-hmm. missing parts or something like that, I don't think I'd skip it. If if you have an interest in that sort of thing, then you need to pick it up. Of course, you can't go around buying everything unless unless you've got more money than cents. <laughs> you need to to develop some expertise somewhere along the line, or you can end up with a closet full of junk. Yes, and junk in a closet that you forgot about years ago. <laughs> That's right. You know, you might go to your closet and open it up and find four Hess trucks that you thought were worth nothing, and then find out that they were actually worth something. Did, what did did you list those and did did you sell them? Right now, I haven't. They're they're in the lineup to be listed. Um, I'm in the middle of a move, so they're not, you know, I got too much going on, but they're in the lineup. And what do you expect to get for them? I, I, when I looked them up quickly, one was the odds were in its favor about $85 on one. Another one was like 35 So somewhere in there, um, I didn't, I just stopped. I, there was two more and I didn't, I didn't look those up because it was enough to say, okay, these don't need to go in the garage sale. Right. So you could end up with 200 bucks for the four of them. Sure. Possibly. Um, I actually just did a quick look on eBay and I just typed in two words, Hess truck, two words, and up came 5,900 plus undersold. Wow. So they are selling. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's a high number. It's collectors that are driving the market. And it's been steady. I mean, it goes up and down like with, with the economy. Sure. But it's uh, unlike Beanie Babies where the market was manipulated. Right. And just eventually the bubble burst and it all crashed. As trucks have been around for 50 some years and they're still being bought and sold. So it's a, it's a fairly stable item. And there's a there's not just a secondary market for the trucks. There's a tertiary market for parts for trucks. Sure. So, well, the interesting thing is when when you go to hesstoytruck.com and it clearly explains that these are exclusively sold by them online. So you can't find them in stores. You can't. So it's kind of smart. It's too bad um, T.Y. didn't go this route, you know, where they quit selling them at their local Hallmark stores and all of that, if they would have gone that route. Of course, they went under when, late 90s? I don't yeah. think uh, online buying was quite as per- pervasive. Right. And people were still afraid to whip out their credit card and buy things. True, true. I remember I'd go and get a prepaid debit card with the, and load it and use that alone for for online buying, that right. I'd only risk the 500 bucks I put on the card. Right. And now we have all these options, you know, Stripe and Zelle and, you know, all these ways, PayPal, to pay quick. Oh, people aren't afraid of it anymore. Right. But there's some great websites out there. There's a place called RaiseHessToyTrucks.com. It's supposed to be the largest Hess toy truck dealer in the country. And they've wow. got, of course, they don't have new ones they just have the used ones but he's and when i say used ones i don't mean you know used and played with i mean collectors yeah. quality 
uh, in the boxes. Uh, nice, nice stuff. So that one's worth checking out. And of course, the HessToyTruck.com we've talked about already. R- right now, the, the featured article on HessToyTruck.com is a plush Hess truck. What? Plush? Yeah. 2022 Choo Choo Train. Oh. It's made for toddlers. doesn't have parts that come off. It's soft and cuddly, and it's gone for about $35. Oh, that's interesting. I, I honestly didn't know about a plush. Well, you have a couple of grandkids, right? Yes. There you go. But it's all about Paw Patrol. I don't know if they'd be into <laughs> to Hess. They probably wouldn't even know what it is. No. And and that's probably why it's so popular still um, amongst adult collectors is that they remember it, especially in the, the Northeast. I think Northeast U.S. is where Hess was, where, where their retail outlets were primarily there. I think they were headquartered in New Jersey. And the shipping, I mean, when when you list it in the box, I mean, even if it's not in the box, some good big bubble wrap all around it in a box, you know, don't, whatever you do, don't just uh, slap a shipping label on that box and ship it like that. Or or put it in a, in a box unpadded. Right. Because it does have small parts on it. Of course. And they will break off. So. Sure. Yeah. So double box that for sure with bubble wrap in addition to it or, or popcorn. Okay, Dana. My Hess clock on the wall, which, you know, they didn't really make Hess clocks, but that's my <laughs> usual clothes. So what can I say? Says that it's time to wrap up this episode. So let's do just that. I think we covered some good points here. The corrosion in the battery compartment, where people would store them with the batteries still in, and, and the, the small parts that might be missing in condition of boxes. I think all that's good information for, for pickers to have when they're uh, out and about doing their, their searching. Absolutely. So that's it for today. Thank okay. you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Can't wait. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.